Welcome to the Taxing Subjects Podcast. I'm Ryan Norton. Today is another home edition episode, as you can see, and we're going to cover announcements about economic impact payments, the Paycheck Protection Program, and some recent coronavirus scams. There's a good bit to cover, so let's just jump into it. Now, on the previous podcast, we discussed state-by-state statistics for the number of economic impact payments that have been issued by the Treasury Department. Well, in a press release issued Friday, May 22nd, the IRS provided an update to those numbers, so let's just go through a few of them. California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Pennsylvania are still the five states that have received the most in economic impact payments. Here's a quick snapshot of those figures. California has received $28 billion, up from 22. Texas has received $21 billion, that's up from 18. Florida has received $17 billion, up from 15. New York has received $15 billion, up from 12. And Pennsylvania received $10.5 billion, and that's up from 8. The five states that have received the least amount of economic impact payments are in order. South Dakota with $759 million. North Dakota with $632 million. Alaska with $580 million. Vermont with $555 million and Wyoming with $488 million. Now, on top of, among the top five economic impact payment receiving states, you'll notice a steady gain of around two to $3 billion since the last report. The number of economic impact payments that have been issued neatly maps onto the Census Bureau's predicted 2019 population numbers. In other words, you can expect the states with the highest population to receive the most economic impact payments. And for those keeping track, the total amount of money that has been issued as part of this program comes to $257,954,545,196. To see a chart containing statistics for all 50 states, Check out the Taxing Subjects blog titled, IRS Updates Economic Impact Payment Statistics. And aside from sorting the data from most to least issued economic impact payments, we added a column containing those Census Bureau's uh, predicted 2019 state populations. And since we're on the topic of economic impact payments, let's talk about a new method that the Treasury Department's using to send those payments. The Treasury Department announced that close to 4 million Americans will receive their economic impact payment on a MetaBank-issued EIP card instead of a paper check. Now, these prepaid debit cards are already being sent to Americans who had their tax return processed at the IRS service centers in Andover, Massachusetts, and Austin, Texas, but only if they did not choose direct deposit. In a statement, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin explained the rationale for the EIP card program, saying, quote, Prepaid debit cards are secure, easy to use, and allow us to deliver Americans their money quickly, adding, recipients can immediately activate and use the card safely. The release also outlined specific examples of how the cards can be used. Here you go. EIP card recipients can make purchases, get cash from in-network ATMs, and transfer funds to their personal bank account without incurring any fees. They can also check their car balance online, by mobile app, or by phone, again, without incurring fees. The EIP card can be used online, at ATMs, or at any retail location where Visa is accepted, and 
It provides consumer protections available to traditional bank account owners, including protections against fraud, loss, or other errors. To learn more about the EIP card program, just visit eipcard.com. And while millions of Americans have already received an economic impact payment, there are those who are either waiting on a payment or need to supply the IRS with qualifying information. And when it comes to the latter, that generally means non-filers who aren't receiving government benefits. Well, the IRS recently announced it would bring 3,500 additional telephone representatives on board to answer common economic impact payment questions. Granted, the agency still wants Americans to use online and automated resources where possible, like the Economic Impact Payment Information Center on irs.gov, and those who still need to give the IRS qualifying information should use the non-filers payment info here tool to secure that economic impact payment. Switching gears, when it comes to businesses that receive a Paycheck Protection Program loan, the Small Business Administration has some good news. The loan forgiveness application is now available. The PPP was created by the CARES Act to keep small businesses from laying off employees during the coronavirus epidemic, and the SBA says the loan will be forgiven, quote, if all employees are kept on the payroll for eight weeks and the money is used for payroll, rent, mortgage interest, or utilities. You can find the Paycheck Protection Program loan forgiveness application on sba.gov, but if you're having trouble finding it, just check out the Taxing Subjects blog that is aptly named, now available, Paycheck Protection Program Loan Forgiveness Application. And finally, the FTC recently warned about several new coronavirus phishing scams that identity thieves are using to target Americans during a pandemic. In addition to scams about economic impact payments, the FTC says criminals have added scams involving undelivered goods, fake charities, and coronavirus news to steal victims' money and personally identifiable information. Now, when it comes to personally, identify, personally identifiable information, or PII, uh, they use that info to make money through fraudulent applications for financial services like credit cards and loans, or they just sell the information to criminals who then use it for that purpose. When it comes to the coronavirus-related news scams, the FTC says that some of these emails, text messages, and robocalls have actually started using real information to trick recipients into clicking embedded links and attachments. One such phishing email included the subject line, RE, Safety, Coronavirus Awareness, WHO, and it even included the correct logo for the World Health Organization. The only indicators that it was likely a scam were the spelling and formatting issues. To read more about the latest coronavirus scam, check out the FTC Consumer Information blog titled FTC Coronavirus Scams Part 2. And that's it for today. Stay safe, and I'll see you all on the next Taxing Subjects podcast.